So let's begin. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad to be here to be able to show you my latest, I, I won't say latest tools because this is a workflow I'm working on for almost a decade. Uh, so I'm presenting you a set of various tools I developed myself part-time from uh, being a result from my research work at the TU, uh, TTU Graz. Uh, partly just because I'm a, f a very lazy user who was looking for tools to make the IT life more lazy and more happy. So, uh, it's called uh, the advantages of file name conventions and tagging, which is a bit of an, under an understatement you will see later on. So, this is an example of my file name convention. Uh, we will talk about it in detail later on. Uh, the first question you have to pose at this stage is why using a file name convention? Um, the motivation for using a file name con uh, convention from my side is clearly to support refinding. I want to locate things I have stored on my disk 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 2 weeks ago, today, whatever. This is the main driver for me to develop tools which makes me happy, which uh, doesn't, uh, which allows me to forget where where I store things in order to be able to refine them anyway. So, my motivation or refinding in general, I have to say, um, is divided in the classic way of uh, search or teleporting and navigation uh, or browsing. Uh, for many people this is obvious, but I have to uh, say it here because uh, most of the research was, uh, was done on the, on the search part here. Uh, and I'm speaking of the local file system and not on internet, because th in the internet it's the other way around, almost. Uh, so most on the uh, research on for looking for data or information in the local file system was done on search. Uh, but studies show uh, that users prefer the navigation way to go to their files on the local file system. So I was looking for a solution for myself, uh, which, uh, which means I have a minimum uh, task effort. As I already told you, I'm a very lazy person and therefore I invest much, much effort to optimize the tools I'm using for accessing my, my data. I want to have a, a solution which is compatible with all the solutions, the other solutions I'm working on. So I, for example, I want to be operating system independent as much as, it, uh, as it's possible. I don't want to have any lock-in effect so that I'm, I cannot switch to a, a different operating system or whatever. Uh, so I want to be independent uh, for the future. I'm concentrating on the browsing uh, retrieval method and not on search. Uh, of course, search is cool and you should use a desktop search engine, but this is not about desktop search engines because there are quite cool, cool solutions out there. Uh, so these tools deal with uh, navigation. And I want a solution which is transparent to the users. Of course, when I'm developing a solution, I know perfectly what's going on. But if somebody else is using this solution, let's say my father or my mother or my brother, whatever, uh, or you, uh, probably in the future, uh, you should also be able to 
uh, know what's going on anytime because there shouldn't be any magic and I'm not sure if the data is still there or if it's gone or if they are moved to a database which is not backup, whatever. So these are the, the main points I wanted to address with my workflows, with my tools. So let's go back to the file name convention. Uh, this is the file name. Uh, this is a typical file name, and it consi consists, of course, of the, the file name, uh, the, the, the path of the file. Uh, then I have an optional date stamp and or timestamp. Of course, there's the usual file name in terms of some kind of description, and this is probably new to, new to you. Uh, these are some. These are two optional file tags. We, we deal with the tags later on. Uh, and for all those things, I have tools developed. So I'm following here the Unix approach. So one of these tools is doing one thing. And in combination, it's a workflow which makes sense, at least from my point of view. And this is why I give this talk today, because I think that my workflow also makes sense for a lot of other people's as well. Okay, these are a lot of tools, uh, and I want to emphasize that this is not uh, an uh, all or nothing approach. So if you're sitting here and say, okay, <laughs> what about this tagging thing? I don't need to use tags at all or something like that. That's fine. You can take whatever you like. You can take the, the tool I will mention to add the date stamps, for example, and, and go for it and so forth. So it's a, it's a package and you can learn from it, you can think of it, you can uh, take whatever you like from this method or you can do it the same method as I am doing, which I'm demonstrating today. <clears throat> okay, back to the file name conventions. These are some examples. Uh, which are taken from a file system. You already have seen the date stamps, file stamps, the description and the file text with the different file extensions. So let's deal it one by one. We'll deal with it one by one. First, what about these these stupid numbers here in front? I don't want to enter them enter them manually by myself because I hardly remember the date. Uh, and I don't want to type it because there is the possibility of doing errors um, or mistypes or whatever or taking the wrong date, the one from yesterday and so forth. So I want to automate this problem for me, which can easily be done by a tool I wrote called date to name and it does what the name suggests. It just adds a date stamp or a timestamp uh, to the file. So, for demonstrating purposes, I have here my SD card from my Digicam, uh, where I took some photos from this event. I'm inserting here in my computer. Okay, before I, oh, I can do it here. So let's copy them over to my test folder here. Okay. So, just to demonstrate um, uh, the simple version of my date stamp tool, I have added here, okay, I, I should probably mention, this is my file manager, it's the 
Thuna, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, uh, um, which I'm using when I need some UI-driven file manager. Usually I'm working in the console, in the, in the shell, in the Z-shell, uh, and this is nothing I want to demonstrate here. So I uh, added my tools here to the context menu of this specific file browser. Of course, you can add my tools to your file browser as well if you're using a file browser which is able to, uh, to, to add external programs to its context menu. It's no problem for Windows File Explorer. It's no problem for Free Commander at Windows. It's no problem for most Unix or Linux file managers. For uh, the Finder in macOS, I haven't found a method yet because I don't use macOS at the moment. If you know a method to include external commands in the macOS Finder, let me know afterwards. So. I selected one test file here and I choose date to name in the simplest, uh, simplest uh, way and of course of the alph alphabetic uh, listing. The file is at the top now and it has the today's date. Okay, so this is the most basic use of date to name, of course, no big deal here. So, but this is going great. When I select all those photographs I did, and I select date to name with the optional parameter with time or with timestamp, as I remember correctly, which is behind this command here. Then you can see, boom, my photos uh, uh, got a prefix of the exact date, uh, time when the photo was done because the file of the photograph also has the same file uh, timestamp and therefore this works. And as you see, probably uh, not all photos are from today, but also from yesterday when we had a nice workshop here in this house. Um, yeah, this is, this is already the first cool thing of my method because I use it daily for download files, for whatever. I prefer having the date stamp in the file name because this is something that does not change. Because when you download a file, uh, let's say a PowerPoint, you download a PowerPoint file and you open it and uh, when you change the view or something like that, uh, Microsoft PowerPoint is already asking for do you want to save it? And you, don't, you haven't modified anything at all of the content and you press save, then the original timestamp is gone. Okay, this is why I prefer for almost all of my files having a specific date stamp or timestamp within the file name, especially for photographs. Okay, this was date to name. Uh, and of course, you can see the URL where you can get these tools uh, when I present them and the slides are already online since a couple of days. Okay, so this is done. Adding date stamps or timestamps is no manual effort anymore uh, and we can have a happy life, okay? Except there are other things I can automate. For example, I want to deal with the usual file names. Uh, Probably this is something uh, which is a little bit puzzling because yeah, you use your uh, rename function of your file browser and that's it. Using this rename function of the file browser is not so fine as you might think because um, 
there are two ways of rename functions. One function is uh, macOS finder-like. When you press or invoke the rename function, then the whole file name gets selected and you start typing. You overwrite the previous name. Sometimes this is fine. Sometimes you overwrite the name without noticing and the old file name is gone. Uh, so my approach was I am looking for something which just depends a text to, to the previous file name, okay? I just want to add something. And this is why I invented, I wrote the really, really, really simple script, a pen file name, which you can download here, which appends apparently some text. I can show you this for my uh, photographs here. Okay, in order to be more uh, graphic, I'm using an uh, image viewer, of course, where I added my tools as well, so that you can see the images a little bit better. So this is uh, from yesterday, this is from the capture the flag, so I append, capture the flag, okay, and as you can see, I uh, modified three photographs at once. So I did not have to call the rename function for three photographs for the same uh, three times. I only did it once. And I prefer to do it that way, that I use the common file name while selecting more files. Uh, and then I go uh, through the files one by one. Uh, People sitting around, huh? <laughs> not that creative. Uh, the organizers, oops, organizers. So, and then an open computer on a desk, whatever. This does not make any sense, but it's just for demonstrating purpose. But it should demonstrate that it's really, really easy to um, add descriptions to my photos because I just have to select the photo, uh, press my shortcut. This time it's A for append, okay, in, in this image viewer named Geeky, that's the one I prefer. I can uh, add external tools and provide them by a, a keyboard shortcut, which consists of only one key, which is quite cool because with A, I can add something to the file name and so forth. And this is uh, this allows me to uh, to add description to my to my photographs in a very very easy and lazy way. Okay. Let's go back to the slides. Are there any questions for a file name? Okay, can we have a microphone there, please? <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, uh, yet. So pre I presume by now you have a quite a large number of documents that you have tagged. Yeah, yeah. yeah have, this have, is nothing about tagging so far. Uh, okay, th that you have uh, renamed and also yeah. so right now you've added some some names to it or some descriptions. Yeah, from yeah. What I saw. Yeah. Have you considered using machine learning to automate some of no, this? No, no, because it's not part of my requirements so far. <laughs> okay, but good input. <laughs> okay. But we, we come to tagging later on. Okay, 
So you remember my examples of the file name convection. We already handled the date stamp and the timestamp. Now we, uh, I provided a tool which uh, enlightens your day uh, for adding descriptions to your photographs. It's very fast, it's very simple. And now this funny part, which you did not know before, you already mentioned it, these are tags, file tags. And in my convention, which, which I'm using, uh, the tags are separated from the rest of the file name by using space, minus, minus, space. So that's the convention I'm using. This is how my tools are able to differ between the file name and the tags. And in my convention, tags are separated by spaces. And in my convention, tags are <laughs> almost <laughs> always lowercase. This is an exception for the demo. <laughs> okay. So, of course, I don't want to type those tags myself. As you know already, uh, I provide myself and for you, of course, a tool which is able to manage those things in order to avoid mistyping and so forth. And it's called file tags. And this is why I call the method itself the file tags method, because it's mostly influenced by tags. Okay, so file tags is a tool which is managing tags within file names. So far, mostly file names. I do not concentrate so far on directories, tagging directories, but this is something I have to look into for the future. Of course, here's the URL to download the tool for yourself. It should be very easy to install. All those tools are made with Python, Python 3. So when you already have a running Python 3 environment, uh, most of the time you, uh, everything you have to do is enter pip install and the tool name and that's it. Okay, demo. Hmm. For the demo, I just... I'm, for example, selecting all those photographs. So I'm selecting 50 files and I press my magic keyboard shortcut, which is, which is T for tags. Uh, and I type in my tags. GLT18 uh, is the most obvious one for all the photos which have been taken here on this event because this is the short abbreviation hashtag whatever for the Grazer Linux Tage. So, for the capture the flag, I probably uh, uh, capture the flag, add a tag which is named CTF for capture the flag. So, now you can see it better. Uh, as you already see, I can do it file by file or I can select as many files I want to, to uh, select. Uh, I can select uh, with the usual select mechanisms and uh, tag with uh, test, okay? So, this is not fancy, okay? This is something you probably would have expected from something which is able to tag or to append tags to files, uh, but this is not the only thing file uh, uh, tag is, is able to do. For example, when I mistagged something, yeah, I can call the tag dialog and I can uh, untag something by appending a minus sign. So, for example, uh, minus T, tap, and you can see I have tap completion. I can remove test and I can add another tag, uh, which is done at the same, at the same time. So, 
the tag test gets replaced by the tag foobar. Okay. Another cool thing, when I'm tagging here some new file which has only that tag glt, I'm, I'm sorry, I switched my usual setting from a black uh, background to a white background, therefore it looks a little bit ugly. Uh, uh, as you can see, I have some uh, proposed tags, and those proposed tags are from the other files within the same directory, which is quite handy because it's much more likely to use a tag which has been used to other files in the same directory before. So when I want to uh, tag this file with test and fupa, I can sil simply add uh, two and three. I don't have even have to add the spaces in between because two is fuba and three is test. And uh, then I confirm by with enter and it gets uh, tagged with foo and bar. Uh, foo bar and test, sorry. Uh, which is quite handy. But that's not even the whole story yet. I have something which is way more cooler than that because um, I have implemented something which is called in the research a controlled vocabulary. Who of you knows what was a controlled vocabulary is? Okay, two, three, four people, great. Uh, it's very, very easy. It's just a predefined set of tags, that's it. Okay, it's not, it doesn't sound that fancy, but in practice is a really, really cool thing to have. Uh, when I press here in the, in the input field, uh, the tab, you see my predefined tags. Okay, they are in a simple text file, which has a specific name, dot file text, that's it. And then these tools finds uh, the controlled vocabulary. Uh, it's a bit of a mess, I have to admit. I um, Usually I tend to uh, limit or say you have to limit uh, the set of tags you are using to a quite small number, let's say 30 to 50. I have more. This is his, has historical reasons partly, uh, this has uh, test purpose reasons partly, but they, anyway, they are too much. So I urge you to limit yourself to a predefined set of tags of 30 to 50 to 70, whatever. The less, the better. And to only use tags you have in this controlled vocabulary. So uh, let's say education. I'm, I'm using education. As you can see, I don't have to type in the whole tag. I just have to press edu and tap, and then it's, it gets, uh, uh, it, then education gets written to the, to the, uh, dialogue. Press for presentations and so forth. You get the idea. When I confirm it, this file gets the, uh, tags, uh, presentations and education. Okay? Controlled vocabularies are really, really cool idea because with controlled vocabulary, you don't mix up the tags. You don't have to remember, did I use uh, education or did, did I use learning or did I use, I don't know, university? You don't mix up singular and plural. Did I use presentation or did I use presentations? Okay, so it's a really cool thing to have. 
Because when you don't look on your tags, the tags you are using on your files, you end up with a different kind of mess you have now and you don't have even to introduce tags at all. <laughs> okay, so my recommendation is when you begin to tag, not only for this system, for any system which is providing tagging in general, please limit yourself to a predefined set of tags, a controlled vocabulary. Sometimes the tools support this by command completion or something like that, something they don't. Okay. Tagging is something I have looked into a little bit deeper. Therefore, I think I can give some recommendations how to do tagging properly because tagging is nothing you, you should do uh, because it's funny and that's it. You should follow some kind of rules and these are some, some rules I have learned myself on the way by reading books or by tagging myself, which I guess are good recommendations, so you should uh, learn those recommendations and think about uh, implementing them on your own. Uh, use a controlled vocabulary, uh, not more than, I hear it's 100, not more than almost necessary. Uh, tags should be in plural, this is uh, by definition, yeah? this is common sense, you can do always singular, but the majority of people who are following some kind of rules for tagging, they settled for the plural form. <laughs> Keeps tags general, so don't use very specific tags, uh, volleyball and, and football and whatever, just keep it general if it's possible and if it makes sense. I use sports, okay? When I'm tagging photographs which were taken at beach volleyball or something like that, I use sports. Because otherwise I would have ended with 15 different tags for all kinds of sports. Of course, when you are a sports journalist or a sports photo photographer, you probably will end up in a lot of different tags for different kinds of sports. This is okay, of course. So, you shouldn't use any tags which are obvious. And something which is obvious or which is already in the file name itself is something which is within the, uh, the, the file name extensions. For example, a tag named PDF doesn't make sense at all. Uh, or a tag named images or a tag named spreadsheets and so forth. In my opinion, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, one exception here, I use presentations, which could be derived from PowerPoint extensions and so forth, but you will never know if you're not going to end up with PDF, PDF files of presentation slides or even movie files of presentations. So I stick with presentations in general, also for PowerPoint or something like that and PDF so that I can derive the type of content. And, oh, I haven't demonstrated something I, I love, I really love, which are mutual exclusive tags. So, for example, uh, draft. Yeah. For a photograph, it doesn't make any sense, I, I agree. But for demonstration purposes, I just uh, added the tag draft to this photograph. And the typical thing you will probably also know is something is a draft until it's finished, and then it's not draft anymore, but finished. And this I already 
final okay my tag is final so when i and please notice it's tagged with glt18 and draft and now only add the tag final and the file gets tagged uh, with glt18 and final and you can uh, as you can see the tag uh, draft is gone this is because draft and final are so-called mutual exclusive tags when I write them in this dot file tags file in one line uh, separate by spaces, they are mutual exclusive. So when I choose another tag of the same line, all other tags of the same line gets uh, um, gets deleted or untagged, which is quite handy. Uh, you when you think about it, you will probably find some other things which are quite interesting for those mutual exclusive tags. Let's say security tags. So this is a very typical case. You have the tags confidential, internal use or restricted, and public. And one file can be only one of those three and not all of these three. So you can add those three uh, three tags in one line in your file tags controlled vocabulary and then you don't have to delete one tag in order to tag it with another which is quite handy so this is mutual exclusive tags uh, so you can forget the tags almost final final really final finished last minute changes and so forth you don't need these anymore other useful tags I'm using taxes uh, once a year, you probably deal with your tax, uh, what's the name in English, I don't know, your, your taxes, you have to send in papers, and you have to remember <coughs> which files you get on your local hard disk are relevant for this process. I'm doing it via tagging, so when I have scanned bills or scanned documents which are relevant to my taxes, I, they have all the, the uh, tag taxes and then I can look up, uh, tell me all those files of the year 2017 which are tagged with taxes and I get this list which is quite handy. Bill, scan bills, acquisition scrap. <laughs> I'm uh, a little bit uh, weird in this, in this uh, matter because I tend to take photographs when I buy th stuff. Uh, together with the with the bill and so forth, so that I know uh, when I got this item and when I throw them out. I also make photographs so that I know, okay, this is gone. Uh, and it's even mm, better for me, psychological-wise, to throw things away. Clip arts, heritage, ideas, manuals. Linked is quite cool, so when I add a photograph to my blog, I tag it with linked so that I know, okay, this is something which has been uh, used by something different. Screenshots, and here are the security tags. Okay, so these are my recommendations for tagging. We now have dealt with the tags here. You know what file tags mean in my method. You know how to add and remove them. You know how to use uh, the controlled vocabulary, which is really, really hand, uh, handy feature. So what, what's next? Uh, these are the tools I already showed you, but this is not the whole story because I'm even more lazy than that. Think about that. 
This is the reason why I even added some additional tools, which are called Move to Archive or Guest Target Folder or Guest File Name, which do several steps at once. Not for all files, but for, for common files I have to deal with often, uh, I use those tools. So I'm going to show you guest file name. Guest file name is the first one I want to show you here. It's for really lazy people when you don't have or you don't want to enter anything at all. You don't want to enter the same files, uh, the same tags for the file. You don't want to enter a date stamp and so forth in, in an extra step. So this is doing all those things in one simple step. If you have defined some rules. So these are examples from my workflow. And of course, if you are going to use this tool, you have adapted the rules for your use case. Okay, so I show you my use cases. For example, when I've got a photo like here, so this is the true story how I deal with image files. Let's say this is an image file from my Android phone. This is the default file name I don't want to keep. Uh, this is the file name I want to get. So I don't manually remove the old file name and call date to name with time. I just throw them uh, into my guest file name script and then it automatically gets this form. I don't have to do anything. Just call uh, guest file name uh, star.jpg and that's it. All this photo gets, uh, gets their proper basic file name with uh, date stamp timestamp <clears throat> when i do screenshots on my phone screenshot files get this file name of course you you get the picture when i throw them at my guest file name script this is something which is the end result for that file name so i have a rule for all those things here is, for example, a PDF file with my salary I get monthly. And this is the, the, the example file name, which is derived from this PDF file. And as you can see, yes, I am able to derive some information uh, from the content of the PDF file and put it into the result file, which is quite handy for bills, for documents like this. And uh, yeah, here is an example. I just have to uh, add a date stamp and a minimal uh, hint for my script. Here I call it Acme. And then my script, of uh, because there is the date stamp and uh, the, the, the name Acme, my script know how to deal with that file. When I do this daily or, or weekly, I, I define a rule and I don't have to deal with file names at all. They just get renamed automatically. And this is quite cool. So this is my guess file name script. Okay. So these are the tools which are involved. I already showed you. This is the guest file name. And now I have a different tool, which is called Move to Archive or M2A. I I'm using an abbreviation most of the time, which uh, deals with where to place files. Okay, I'm maintaining a file uh, hierarchy which looks like this. So I've got an archive folder where there is a folder for each year. And within this year, 
all data which belongs to this year are placed. Some, when, when there are multiple files, let's say photographs of this event are uh, together, then I create a subfolder which has also the date uh, stamp in its uh, directory name and here are the photographs <coughs> which will be placed in this folder. So, move to archive is similar to guest file name because it's highly subjective. So you have to adapt the rules. And this is the only tool I'm using which is not a Python script because this can be done by a simple shell script. It's, it's really not fancy at all. It's, it's just something you have to do. And <clears throat> my move to archive script offers three different uh, destinations for a file. So either uh, when I don't select something special, it just gets placed in the yearly folder and that's it. Or if uh, the date stamp of the file matches an already existing folder in my yearly folder, it gets proposed. So I can select when I'm moving 10 photos from this day's event to uh, this folder already. I have moved it in the past and I'm, I'm moving another 50 photographs because I do it uh, one hour later. I just have to select this by a shortcut and I don't have to select the path manually at all. Or when I have selected 50 photos and I want to uh, create a new folder because I haven't uh, created uh, this event uh, before, then this script asks me uh, just give me a name and I'll do whatever I have to do, adding this date stamp automatically because it de is derived from the first file from the selected files. It's very handy. Okay, and then there is another tool I am using <coughs> because not all files are using this structure. Some files, I have a different structure. <laughs> uh, and for these cases, I have a tool ca uh, called guest target folder. It's very similar, as you can see. And with those rules, uh, fo files following those rules end up in those uh, folders. So it's very easy with, with, uh, uh, with uh, regular expressions. When there is a file which contains celery and there's a PDF file, it gets moved to this company's folder. If there is a file with ISP and bill in it, then it will most probably be a bill for my internet service provider and it gets moved to here. You get the idea. It's very simple, but it's very handy because I don't have to look for uh, some kind of target folder. It gets done automatically. Okay, so now we have done all those nice things. How many minutes are left? Ten? Five? Okay, then we have to be quick because I want to show you something really, really cool, which builds up on the file tags. Uh, it's called tag trees. Tag trees is something I've dealt with while doing my PhD thesis, uh, and I used this concept I derived for my PhD and put it together with these file tags I presented. And uh, yeah, it's a little bit 
unusual, therefore I have, I have to explain it. When you have a f uh, this kind of hierarchy with people and with projects, and then you get uh, a file which is called Bob's ideas about my project, then you most probably would end up with a problem because you don't know how to where to place it here or here, and this is because uh, and this is where tagging as multi-classification gets handy. The reason I skip here, because time is uh, sparse now, uh, the reason why we have this project is because we invented some really, really cool thing in the 70s, which is called desktop metaphor, <coughs> which uh, limits us to have one thing at one place, unfortunately. Uh, Without those limitations, let's say in the internet, we don't have these limitations on the local computer and the local hierarchical file system, we have those. So let's keep this motivation for my file tags. I just want to demonstrate the file tags and how they work. So when we've got these, this file I mentioned with those two tags, Bob and my project, then uh, by updating uh, the file tags folder hierarchy, I generate a folder structure completely separated from the storage structure. It's just a temporary uh, hierarchy where I create for each of those tags one folder. Not only that, I am creating links to the original file within those folders. Not only that, I do it recursive. And this is why it's called tag trees, because I built trees out of tags, and um, therefore for one file, I get five locations to relocate the file. Of course, I keep the original one, it doesn't get touched at all, and I get four links within those file uh, tag trees uh, that link to the original file, which is quite cool. When I demonstrate uh, this principle to you in detail on my file system, then you get a glimpse what this means. Here is my file manager with, which doesn't listen to me anymore. <laughs> okay, let's start another one. <coughs> Archive. So. Here is my hierarchy, I told you, uh, which consists of a yearly folder uh, with all the data of the, of the, of the year. You can see all those uh, folders and below there are a lot of files and there are thousands and thousands of files. Either I remember when something happened in the past or I am refinding something by looking at the tags. Um, so let's. So when I press the update script, I usually get directly thrown in my in my shell. And for demonstration purpose, I, I'm showing it here in the file manager. <coughs> so these are already uh, the tag trees. So this is the top hierarchy of the tag trees. Let's say I'm going for some uh, uh, clip art photos for these slides, for example, all photographs I have mentioned or I've shown in my slides uh, have been made by myself. And how do I find the right photograph for those slides? I go to my clip arts folder, and here, as you can see below the directories, there are all my photographs I have tagged 
with uh, clipboard. Okay. So of course there are too many to go through. Therefore, I just select, uh, let's say, something hardware, and uh, and now I only see all files which have both tags, clipboards and hardware. So the deeper you go into those tag trees, the less files you'll see. You see the same files than before, but only reduced to the set of tags you have defined in the path. And this is a very, very cool thing to locate files, because with this uh, you can look for files without knowing or browse to files without knowing where they are in the file system. And this is something really cool uh, when, you, when you use this in, in practice. Um, try it out yourself. Uh, tech trees demo. Uh, try it out yourself and find what's, what's, what suits your requirements. Probably just you end up by using date to name or something like that. Uh, I hope you have learned uh, some of those uh, meta patterns out of this talk. I hope that um, your time was well spent here and I'm very glad that so many people showed up to see what file tags has uh, for them to see. Uh, please, please uh, go to the uh, Linux Target webpage and add your comments to all those talks, not only to mine, because I want to know how my talk was, uh, how good my talk was for your, for your time and uh, all the other talks as well. I'm, I'm here to answer questions, but now unfortunately the time is out. We will do it outside. Thank you. <laughs>